This is the Back Porch Education Podcast. Today on the show, Steve and I will discuss what a teacher and or parent is to do when his students just aren't getting it. Enjoy. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Let me guess. Okay, go for it. You brought a play to read to us today. It's not, it's not a play, but it is a perfect Shakespearean sonnet. Well, there you go. And Shakespeare by Shakespeare? Plays. No, no, not by oh. Shakespeare. Let me guess. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Frost, perhaps. Oh, man. It's really... it's. It's been one-sided. It's been unbalanced. Yeah. But, but it's getting maybe worse. Well, you and I had the conversation a while back that, yeah. that we ought to kind of maybe write down all the poems that we've used. We're, right. We're, we're, we're pushing <laughs> towards our hundredth. Yeah. We're a little ways away, but, but, yeah. but we're getting there. And, and so I did that project. Yeah. I shared it with you. And, it was and just yes. a frost anthology. No, oh, it, okay. I would say a third. Good, strong third or frost. Oh, Wow. Now, it, what shocked me, I oh. thought maybe at the most there were two or three where you didn't come with a poem. Yeah. And I got to eat the crow. Okay. Yeah, I think there's been a good solid half dozen. Oh, okay. So there are some that just don't have a poem. <laughs> right, right. There's a couple, one by Bono that I brought, yes. et cetera. Yeah. So I've got to be careful with the yeah. Frost thing. But you do favor him. I do. I do. And with yeah. good reason. He I, normally I gives us something so. to think about. I think so. So, um, yeah, this one, this, this poem is entitled The Master Speed, and it is... Um, about drug addiction? It's not about <laughs> drug addiction at all. Um, although, <clears throat> if, you, <laughs> if you let me think on it, I, you, you, uh, there is something addicting about going fast. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and Frost does mention that here, right? Okay. So, um, but but this is one that I've uncovered fairly recently, um, and as best I can tell, it was a poem written for his daughter when she was uh, married. Oh, yeah. Sort of a ceremonial poem. A ceremonial poem. Yeah, I think that's right. She's. Um, well, I mean, I don't know when he first read it or whatever, but the, the sense that I got was, um, yeah, like the reception itself. Well, Palm right? occasion, don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, by the power invested in me, uh, by the four Pulitzer Prizes, <laughs> I now pronounce you. Oh, crap. Okay. Dad's going to read a poem again. <laughs> Not that your three daughters will have that right, experience. Right. No doubt. You can't use Frost at their wedding. Okay. Oh, uh, well, that's true. Good deal. Well, It has to be yours. Yeah. It has to be original. Well, Frost used his, so that's good. Okay. Uh, so, the master speed. No speed of wind or water rushing by, but you have speed far greater. You can climb back up a stream of radiance to the sky and back through history, up the stream of time. And you were given this swiftness, not for haste, nor chiefly that you may go where you will, but in the rush of everything to waste 
that you may have the power of standing still, off any still or moving thing you say. Two such as you, with such a master speed, cannot be parted, nor be swept away from one another, once you are agreed that life is only life forevermore, together wing to wing and oar to oar. That's a pretty good wedding poem. That's... He's a pretty good poet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the title having been uh, already stated in your intro. Right. We're, we're taking a poem here about one endowed with quickness, one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gets it quickly. Right. Uh, fast learner. Right. And asking, you know, what 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 happens either A, when when, when that is not the case, mm -hmm. right, because even the fastest, most adroit learners hit a bump from time to time. Yeah. Or much more commonly, given that this is a exception mm -hmm. to the rule, mm -hmm. um, what about that student who either hits a subject that's harder and they aren't, they aren't sure what to do, right, or, or just hits that lesson, right, right. hits that, ooh, you know, I always thought I was a math person until I hit geometry type yeah, of thing. Sure. Or, or, or this specific principle right. that, that, that I don't get. So so perhaps we start at how do we know mm -hmm. that a student isn't getting it? Yeah, right, exactly. That, that, that's, the, that's the question. So when you... I've been in this situation before. And uh, one thing that has been helpful uh, is, for me is to say, um, you know, so I realize, oh, my students aren't getting it. And my first, the first, I think, good thing that you should do is say very, very uh, clearly what it is. Mm -hmm. If you can't explain to yourself, not to them necessarily, but if you can't explain to yourself very concretely, very definitely, what it is that they're not getting, well, then maybe we have, we're beginning to see why they're not getting it, right? Right. Uh, defining the scope of the problem, I guess, would be um, a little bit fancier way to say it. But, uh, yeah, you get, like, sort of drilling down, okay, di oh, it's this, it's, you know, polynomials. Right, right. Okay. We can work with that. Right. Right. And well, and it might even need more, but, but, but getting in the right... Right. You know, I'll use a, a mechanic analogy here, but, but figuring out what part of the car is struggling... Yeah. Gets, get, narrowing it, exactly. it helps immensely. You know, I right. had a mechanic one time, the first time I ever visited him, and I had a, 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 a unique car. I had a 75 Opal Manta. Okay. Uh, Opal was a, a French car that was sold to a Japanese country, a, a company, and, and this was the first year that it wasn't French but was Japanese. Oh, boy. So it was it was weird. Yeah, sure. And uh, there weren't, I, I don't, I've never seen another car like it. Yeah. Um, and have I pulled heard, up. I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't go here, but have you, you know, car talk? 
Yeah. Okay. So the, yeah. their thing, their That's thing. That's not going to end the No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, click and click. <laughs> They're one of the things that they say when somebody calls in with a Peugeot, the, another French car, right? They laugh and laugh hysterically at the person, like, "Oh, you idiot!" You know. <laughs> but the, well, what they say is the French. No, no one copies the French, and the French copy no one. <laughs> <laughs> and they both lose. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's yeah. real weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what amazed me was I, I was having, I knew something wasn't right. It was making an odd noise. It wasn't driving correctly. Right. And his approach, this, this fairly young mechanic mm-hmm. who was working out of a single car garage, beat up looking place, yeah. but somebody had told me he knows cars very well. Okay. Check him out. His prices are reasonable and I'm a, I'm a struggling college student. Right. He walks up and puts his hand on, on the front fender of the car. And, and, and I start to tell him what's right. And gives me the hand. Yeah. You know, and, and just puts his hand on the car and, and listens and feels. Pop the hood. And I pop the hood for him. And he's, it's, it's, it's here. And I don't even remember what was wrong with it. Yeah, sure. Because I don't, I'm not a mechanic. Yeah, exactly. But he knew, just from listening and feeling, uh-huh. I know... I don't. I don't know if it's because he had had the problem before, or he he understood what that sound was, or what. It doesn't matter. Exactly. He was able to 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 narrow it down. Yep. And then start working on that part of the car, and at some point go, aha! See, look at here. Uh-huh. This is worn out. Right. We need to replace that part. And 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 teaching is an art in the same. It's again much more like a farm than a factory. We yep. emphasize yep. this. Right. Exactly. But 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 a farmer can do. Similar things. Yes, sure. A, a, a diagnosis of a, of, a, of a disease in his cow, or mm-hmm. or or put his hand down in the soil and tell you yeah what's going on. So a teacher needs the diagnostic skill to try and figure out how their art, is, what what their what needs to be done with their art to accomplish the goal they have with that student i think it's made tougher when it's a bunch of students because yep. inevitably you've got different speeds yeah no um, doubt and, and you got to deal with that that's that's probably a different conversation mm-hmm. than what when, when a kid is getting it but I, I i know we want to do at some point some discussion of teaching methodology maybe on the side porch yeah it could be but but to me there are in any given art, there's a process to it, and 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 I do think that there are, are fundamental steps in the learning of something by the human mind, mm-hmm. and somewhere in there, it's not working right. Right. So whether it's at the at the level of preparing the mind for whatever concept, it just wasn't mm-hmm. properly prepared, and you mm-hmm. need to go back and give them more sort of narrative to what, priming, right? So what, sort of. Helping direct what they already know towards something they don't yet understand, or uh, of course another major aspect early on is is providing their mind with models of what it is right. that they need to figure out. Often, because of the poem, right? Yeah, we have this master speed. Right, I already taught this thirteen times. Yep, yep. Let's keep it going. Yep, and and you find that they haven't that you as a teacher haven't. I don't want to blame it all on the teacher. It could be something within the student as well. Sure, of course. But I'm, but I'm first starting with the artist. Yep, exactly. Going, you may not have given them enough models, mm-hmm. or they might have been too alike. 
Mm-hmm. And so one, several minds in the classroom got it, but others aren't because you, you didn't provide pictures that fit their experience near as well as these given group of people. Right. Your, yeah. Your notion of them being able to articulate it back to you to explain it. Right. Is a fundamental principle. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, too, um, dissecting it to the point of it being digestible is, a, is another uh, is another big deal, right? Like, um, am I asking... So the models could be unfamiliar, the models could be too few, um, but another thing could be uh, just too many moving parts. Yep, right? like, too much analysis. Right. There, there's cut it up just, into too tiny a part. Oh, so that's the, that's the opposite thing. Or you right. haven't cut it up. Exactly. The synthesis. Right. You're, you, you already know the parts. Yeah. <laughs> and you failed to help them. Right. right. Uh, our own knowledge or our own um, advancement in our subject is sometimes our worst enemy. Yeah. Right. I've, right. Especially for an experienced teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've taught this several times before. Surely they'll get it. And, and that, that's, a, that's a real humbling experience when an experienced teacher is suddenly flummoxed. <laughs> what? Yeah. I need to reteach this? Right. Hey, wait a minute. But, but it's a necessary... So, so to me, I, I feel like we might be a little disjointed here in our conversation. Mm-hmm. The, they may not be getting it because of the teacher. Right. And that's kind of what I've been articulating. Mm-hmm. But there's reasons why, on the student side, they may not be getting it yet. Right. Some of those would include what? Oh, well, okay. So if, they, if, a, if a student is not getting it, then, yeah, I would say that either the parts are too big, the parts are too small, the question's not clear. Mm-hmm. Um, you and know, sometimes just not enough questions. Yeah, so, right, exactly. Uh, the teacher's been providing the answers. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. And, and I think that's, I think that's in my own teaching, you know, going through English uh, literature this year, I, I think that's where I find myself is, those, those dead moments, not the silent moments where we're pondering, which are fewer, um, but those, those moments of just everyone's kind of, huh? Like, right. wait, what are we, what? The battery's gone dead. Right. That, those, those moments, um, I find many of them are kind of going back to what you were saying, where I have not articulated the question clearly enough. So, because I'm trying to spin several plates at once, Yeah. like, I don't know. I don't, I didn't open this book with the idea to have a grammar lesson today. Right. If we need to have some, if we need to talk grammar, we can. If we need to talk ideas, we can. Well, the master speed is not to rush ahead. Right. But to give you the ability to stand still. Right. And that's a huge line in that. And that's thinking about your student as they begin to develop that master speed. Right. When a horse just begins to run, is learning to run, it looks funny. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, it's just awkward. Um, and, oh, man, I don't know. I'm really kind of... Um, 
preaching to myself at this point. Like, how, how much in my teaching do I show them that the skills, the abilities, the ideas, it's not for getting through the book faster. Right. It's for being still. Well, it, 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 for I would go further and say to demonstrate that the teacher is still learning. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So a buddy of mine who had a really good, uh, great books type experience in college and went through Euclid's elements. Yeah. That was the math that he took in college was a Euclidean proof every day. Huh. Um, taught math according to the textbook, following okay. the modern methodology. Sure. But at lunch, the older students happened to be under his supervision. Okay. He had to eat lunch with them. Yeah. And so the game began, and this was in Louisiana where rain was a constant problem for lunch to keep us inside. So he starts throwing a Euclidean proof up on the board. Yeah. And just having a ball with them, trying to think. They had never seen, that. it didn't feel like math to them. Right. It felt more like philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so he was able, I guess what I'm saying is he was, he improved their mathematical mind. Mm Mm-hmm through exercise that they hadn't been exposed to before. Right. It's almost like uh, when they have a football player take ballet. Yeah, sure. Totally different world, and we even kind of, with the little tutu or whatnot, we kind of smile at at that there's a picture out there of Herschel Walker taking ballet. Right, right, right. right. And and everybody's kind of... (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That looks silly. But... Defensible. Same body, though. Same. It's the same body, right? And and it's coming at the training of one's body yeah. in a different way. Mm-hmm. Whatever had happened through his typical football training mm-hmm. was meeting with good results. But the notion was, what if we turned it on its head? What if we taught a different set of skills? Would that improve his agility, his ability... As a running back. And he kept at it long enough to indicate that he saw results from it. Right. I think that that's a, a part of it. Sometimes the kid isn't getting it either because they haven't come at it differently. Or the teacher, yeah, with their lesson plan, right, has said, this is how I'm going to teach it. Yeah. And it doesn't always work that way. And so, like you said, I didn't come in today planning to do a grammar lesson, but mm-hmm. my expertise in teaching indicates that what, as I quiz them and as I ask them questions, what they're not getting is, where's the stinking subject and predicate in this sentence? Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> Back to third grade. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. You, the, the principle there is that you have to figure out where they fell off the track mm-hmm. and go back there. Mm-hmm. Not yell at them from the on down the tracks, what's your problem? Yeah. Come on, you're right. getting behind. Right. Because then the frustration built into that student yep. is they're going to, fine, I'm, yeah. I'm just stupid. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's a problem. So managing, um, well, that, that isn't some, that's something that we haven't talked about either. But I think that is another real 
possibility for uh, why a student may not be getting it uh, is um, sort of uh, tumult, turmoil within yeah. the student. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly within within the teacher too. Um, but then <laughs> the answer to that is like, uh, you know, like pray. <laughs> like, well, uh, yes, like, but like you were you got to work through your own stuff. But 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 knowledge of it is incredibly powerful. Oh yeah, if, yeah. If you're charging around. Uh, you know, not aware of it. I literally got a note, an email this morning from a student saying, I won't be at class today. One of my family members died. Mm. And I much prefer that. I mean, there's a lot of questions running around your mind and I'll figure out what's going on. But at least I now, I've got this, I'm willing to give space to the student. Oh, of for course. Late work or whatever. Of course. I, it makes sense to me. I had an experience years ago with a straight A you know, this is a seventh grade girl. Everything is perfect. Right. And I go down the road collecting homework, and she doesn't have her homework. Uh-huh. And I say, could you not find your kitten? I just don't have it. So that was, I don't know, second, third period. At, at, at lunch break, two of her friends come to me and say to me, Mr. Elliot, you need to know that so-and-so's house burnt down last night. Oh, my goodness. And her homework was in it. Oh, my goodness. But she didn't want to make a whole big thing in class about it. Uh-huh. And thus, she's just willing to take the zero. You know, I was like... <laughs> I, I think I would have... I, I am... My, my heart right now yeah, is exactly. like, come on! Right. <laughs> my dog ate it's one thing. Right. It burned up in our house fire last night. Uh. It's a little bit... So, so I think that, that that sometimes they're not getting it for things that have nothing to do, yeah, with how it's been taught, or how they have that that, that what's happening in the classroom, right? There, there are sometimes yeah. extenuating circumstances, right? And that's part of the beauty of the homeschool setting mm-hmm. is a parent is much more in touch with now that the the other edge of that blade is sometimes the parent is involved in whatever sure. turmoil is going on and might be too quick right. to give ground to every piece of drama that might be happening in a, let's say, middle school, high school aged mm. student. So there, there is, there's wisdom required there. Definitely. But the information is important. Even, even if it's not, in your mind, sufficient enough to constitute backing off, mm-hmm. Knowing what's going on is much better than the, I don't know, they just don't seem to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a very frustrating place for teacher and student. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, I wonder about when it comes to the different ways that uh, stress manifests. Mm-hmm. Um What the best way to work through... Those, I mean, I, I'm not trying to launch a whole uh, episode here about managing stress in the student or something, but um, it seems like there are some distinct kinds of stress, mm-hmm. uh, and that they call for different maybe ways, different alleviation methods. You know, well, you you do a fair amount of tutoring, and I do as well, right? And I've had the experience. A, a growing experience. It's it's more pronounced these days than maybe thirty years ago, 
where I'll start to tutor a student with the assumption, given on what I've seen happening in class, that it's a it's a, a pedagogical issue. It's a, it's a, it's a content issue. Mm-hmm. So I need to go back over some of the basics about right composition or English or history or whatever it is that I'm teaching to them. Mm-hmm. But I get five minutes into it and realize, no, 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 no. This is like a study skills, intellectual virtue yeah. issue. Right. They just don't have their stuff together. Right. And right. frankly, that's much easier. And, and, and these days, often much more curative, mm-hmm. right? If, if, if nobody's taken the time to talk with them about time management or with um, uh, strategies. Right. Um, we don't take notes anymore, et cetera. There's a, I get, I, there's a whole laundry list of stuff that it surprises me uh, students even learn anymore in yeah. some regards, especially as dependent as they tend to be these days on technology. It's well and fine that you've got all these apps and all this stuff to help you, but it, but we're talking about your mind here. Exactly. Right? And and at some point, you can't lean on all these crutches. You you, you really got to be able to, to handle the, the, the process of thinking yourself instead mm-hmm. of being, you know, it's that old thing that our math teachers told us years and years ago, not always going to have a calculator. Right. Well, now I do on my cell phone. Right. But thank God for the teacher that that made it possible for me, I mean, I, I found myself doing a set of figures on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. on my lap, in the car, with a pencil, right. and I needed these figures to be accurate, yep. and I was fairly confident that I can still add. <laughs> <laughs> Great! <laughs> Even with decimal play, you know, this is, this sure. is a, a financial thing sure. that I need to get right, but I know how to carry the one, and all yeah, that sure. you know, sure. whereas I've, I've run across students, and not just in math, but in in any number of academic disciplines, you and I have talked about reading, where mm-hmm. uh, some students just stop. Yeah. They well, they, they get as far as decoding. Right? right. I I drag my eyes across the page, and I see words, and I group them together in ways that, uh, you know, based on proximity, and then I take a stab at meaning. Well, I, I group them together in, in, in ways that I think will be on a test. Yeah. Right. Sure. It's a, sort of the, the, the gold digger type. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all I care about here is what's going to be on the test. Right. And that's, I mean, that's a whole subject it for is. us of assessment. But this, but it figures into this discussion. How do you know they're not getting it? Are you certain that you're assessing it properly? Mm-hmm. I would, I would push back against a large, quote-unquote, objective or bubble-type test for a humanities-oriented subject. Right, it might fit certain aspects, but it doesn't. It doesn't fit everything. No, exactly. So, so this is um, our our talk about uh, tech and that sort of thing uncovered another potential uh, reason, or, or uh, yeah, rationale for why a student might not be getting it, and that is, um, are you all the uh, basically. Are they having to work a faculty that has been tool aided up to this mm-hmm. point? Yeah. Right. So, uh, I mean, the the there are math tests. You know, there are math teachers who allow calculator usage all the time. Okay, right. whatever. I'm not here to talk about that. Um, it, but if one of those teachers were to give a test that is a, very much like the test that he always gives, 
and then as he's passing it out say, oh, by the way, no calculators, it would be cruel. Debility. Yeah. yeah. You know, it would be like, all of a sudden, what's this out of nowhere? Um, well, have, have your students been relying on some tool to right. aid them up to this point? It could be a calculator. It could be oh, uh, oh. spark notes. It could be the stinking red line under the Microsoft Word, yep. right? Like right, right, Grammarly and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like spelling. Well, they, they, I, I, I'm sure you know this, but but with the mobile devices these days, anything with a camera, you can take a picture of a math problem, and certain apps will solve it for you. Dude. Which you know they were going to come up with anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even mind that. No, it's great. The, Did the, you get it right? The burden, Let me check. The burden is not trying to get rid of or, or firewall the apps. No. The burden is to teach in such a way that they can't spark note their way through your literature right. class or, or app their way through your math class. That, that, that your forms of assessment, your forms of instruction, the activities that are going on in your classroom are real enough that you can't fake your way through. Yeah. Right? I know I have students that attempt, with the difficult literature that we read, mm-hmm. in fact, some people say this is why you shouldn't read the difficult literature, is it tempts them towards the spark notes type of world. But only if I teach in a manner that fits what they get from SparkNotes. Exactly. So this is back to your time to stand still or how deep do you go or, mm-hmm. oh, we need a grammarless. You can almost immediately tell in a classroom conversation when you're asking them questions with immediate response, are they obviously trying to to look it up on SparkNotes because yeah. that's their crutch? Right. Or do they have a mind that goes, hmm, I'll think about that. Right. And then they can start back and forth thinking their way yeah. deeply into the text. Right. Which is what you want. Yes. If if, if that's what you want. Right. 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 So so yeah, the expectation, right. the how do you know what is it that you want them to get is is yeah, a pretty exactly. stinking important question. Right. I mean there there are books that I'm like, just spark note it. Not not books that I teach, but I mean if anyone said, uh, hey, I really want to read Pamela or Virtue Rewarded by Samuel Richardson, which I read for one of my mm-hmm. master's classes, I would say, litcharts.com, my friend. <laughs> like, forget, don't, don't, it's not worth the whole read. It's so. Or at least introduce yourself to it through that. Yeah. Right? I had a student ask me about a farewell to arms. There you go. I'm not a big fan of that book, but I'm not going to put my bias on her. Yeah. Rather than, she wanted my recommendation. My recommendation was get a hold of a synopsis or read the back cover. Yeah. Or read a chapter. If it's doing it for you, I mean, this is just for pleasure. This is not for an assignment. This is not for, and and, and, there's a lot to be talked about there with literature. (laughs) Right. We turn literature into work. It kind of loses something. Absolutely. Uh, But... But she was just asking, I, I, my mom wants me to read this book. Do you think I'll like it? I said, hey, I'm not totally, I mean, I don't know you that well. Yeah. But be the, you're the best judge of that. Sure. Skim it. Read a little bit of it. Yep. 
Well, this don't goes, read the last chapter, but right. but read a little bit of it and see if, if if it invites you in, go on and get in it. Mm-hmm. If it kicks you out of its world, okay, okay, nobody's gonna right shoot you for it. You right, know? exactly. We don't exactly. teach that kind of crap at our school. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential causes, um, and. And solutions, yeah. right? Well, and I think there's. I, I, if if I could, I could probably be more practical by by naming a few things you don't want to do. Yeah. Okay. So you got a student that's not getting it. Don't move on. Absolutely. You stand still. You yep. were given this master speed. You were given this swiftness, so that in the rush of everything to waste, you may have the power of standing still. Yeah. Well, in the, the rush of everything to waste. I'm at least hearing, if you keep going, it's useless. Right. Well, what The most mm-hmm. productive thing is to stop. Yes. And get it. Because mm-hmm. if you move on, I, 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 you and I have talked some about my predilection to stay as far away from mathematics as possible. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I am an educator, and so I watch students hit the wall. Sure. And it took me a while to figure it out, but I at least my take on the mathematics wall, which is usually pre-cal, certainly calculus, yeah, somewhere up there at that up, upper end of high school mathematics, mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily convinced that calculus is a high school level <laughs> subject, sure. but but some can handle it. Yeah, but but there is a wall, and they talk about hitting it. Mm-hmm. Algebra two, pre-cal, somewhere in there. Right, and I know it's now all just numbers, but but yeah, three or four, they hit it. Yep. And I believe in part it's because of how we do this whole numeric thing. Yes. Where you move on from algebra with with a 70%, you've passed the class. Mm-hmm. And ostensibly are capable of moving, this is the weird thing we do, moving into geometry <laughs> <laughs> from the Arabs to the Greeks. Right. That's an easy move. Yeah. Uh, and then back to the Arabic mm-hmm. algebra. Right. To... Um, and, 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 and if we keep allowing them to get most of it, this is our point. Right. Not to get all of it, but right. to get most of it. To not necessarily master, but get enough that we feel justified in passing them along. Mm-hmm. The, the accumulating gaps, yeah. blanks, pieces of it, let's just go with the 70%. If every year 30% of it wasn't gotten. Right. There's a point at which... That's a big chunk of stuff. Absolutely. And you hit the wall. Because it is, mathematics does move up through complexities that are built upon foundational principles below them. And and just like in building a house or whatnot. If that, that, that's, that's the metaphor that I thought of, actually, is more in math, more, I think, than in some of the other subjects. The, math and language is the two that I just... Right. Like, you have, you have a certain amount of material... Uh, and that would be the student's knowledge, say. So if you are running low on material, mm-hmm. you build a smaller house. Yes. <laughs> you, 
That's a you, great analogy. Right? <laughs> you don't you don't just say this house doesn't need any Hang walls. It. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have the we'll, bathroom just yeah. sitting right out here. Two thirds of a wall on the bathroom is sufficient. <laughs> right. As long as it's the bottom two thirds. Right. <laughs> a little cold in the winter. Right. But yeah, no, I I we do this. And and so so stopping or or, or being honest mm-hmm. is a big deal. Um it, it, knowing that you know what it is that they don't get, yeah. not lying to yourself. Oh, they'll 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 cover that next year. Yeah, or they should have covered it yeah. last year. Or or so and right there, I I'm guilty of this from time to time, but I certainly see colleagues who do this as well. Well, they should have got it. Sure. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Great. And they move on. Yeah. It's the child's laziness. It's their fault. Right. Who's the adult? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I should have not eaten that second donut today <laughs> while we're talking about shoulds. Right. And and the multifactorial thing that we've already discussed of why they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if you find yourself as a teacher or a parent just constantly, well, they're just lazy or they're just not trying or it's it's their character. Right. M- maybe this form of education is not for them. You know. Good, good point. Maybe they're not college material. Right. Maybe you're moving too fast for them. Maybe right. what you call laziness is a, a, a lack of the skills necessary to do the thing. Right? Mm. I don't know how many times you, you, you were describing it earlier. A, a, a student is assigned something they're not ready to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and, and that's what I see this all the time in writing. They're invited to write especially with the introduction of creative writing so early. Yeah. A third grader is not ready to write creatively. Sure. And I know that's a controversial statement. Sure, sure, sure. But I would defend it as a teacher of writing in saying that they don't have the foundations of their writing house laid yet. Mm-hmm. And you're asking them to erect a roof. Yes. Without any foundations or, or, or I don't know my architectural terms but trust the, the, the supporting oh, yeah. pillars the right. four you know right. a load-bearing wall a that's load what I'm saying <laughs> they don't have any walls right and so you're gonna try and put this roof on a wallless house and it's just gonna go boom right and and well I just can't write oh what a crime yeah you might be a great writer once you learn your craft yeah right and and to put the burden of creativity which is the Ultimate, yeah, that's the burden pinnacle, of, right? of any art mm-hmm. on a somewhat artless little kid. Yeah, oh, I just can't do it. That's a lifetime. Yeah, uh, much better to 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 you know, play in the piano, run through those scales in the writing, paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, and and then that's that's a thing as well, right? Is the size of some of these assignments. So this goes back to your stress thing. Sometimes yeah. we're they're not getting it because we're throwing so much at them. Yeah. Simplify, slow down. Simplify. Mm-hmm. And ask yourself, maybe maybe a, an, a, another thought here is, um, at, ask yourself how necessary it is, mm-hmm. even in the first place, right? Um, well, they're not getting it. Now I'm just going to move on. Okay. Then why did you stop? Right? Like, was it... I'm not saying that you, I'm not saying never, ever, ever move on. And I'm not saying uh, never stop for anything 
uh, that isn't completely necessary. Mm. I don't think either of those are education. Right. I think the both of those will drive you absolutely bonkers. Um, well, I got a great story on that. Okay, let's hear it. I worked for a little while at a textbook, uh, uh, educational textbook publishing company. Okay. And some of those fascinating uh, entertainment in that job was lunchtime. I'd be down in the break room eating mm-hmm. lunch, and two or three of these young ladies who whose job was working on the on the eight hundred helpline. <laughs> okay. Would start to oh I got a winner today. Oh boy. Well, I walked in one time and it was just uh, the two girls and and myself, and so I I was kind of you know front and center. I got this story pretty straight. Yeah. The one is telling the other. Yeah, she was on page fifty. Fifty four and fifty five. I, I uh-huh. always get confused as to which which it is. Yeah. But but uh, two facing pages mm-hmm. of the chemistry textbook, and I got to that two pages to help her. And it's the periodic table of the elements. Okay. And and the lady's like, I just my kid can't get this. I don't, I need more information. What yeah. What do you mean he can't get it? Now I I've tried a hundred different ways to get him to memorize this thing, and he can't memorize this chart. It's just too much information. And it's March. And we've been working on this sucker since September. Oh. And she's like, man. I'm a chemist, and I don't have it memorized. I'm pretty familiar with it. Sure, I can often pull it out of my some parts of right. it. Right, I know all the noble gases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got a big old periodic table up on my wall. Right. You know, I don't need to memorize it. I got it. Right, it's there available. It's it's time to move on. Wow. You know? so, so, and I kid, if you're out there now, please, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. please. Uh, <laughs> Send us something on Facebook uh, of all the well, stuff see. you remember. <laughs> a tenth grader in 1985 would now be. Uh... <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but I, I meant sir. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in '88, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- 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 we do these crazy things for various reasons as teachers. Yeah, and I think the sensitivity that the most important aspect is the question itself. Recognizing you got a kid that doesn't get it. Yeah. I mean that that's that's a pretty important thing right there. Many teachers, I got the lesson plan, or I've got the curriculum, or and this is my. Uh, we put this into recording. Uh, this is one of my difficulties with with high school students taking AP courses. Yeah, is it's a college course, right? Brought down to a much lower maturity level. I'm not going to say age. Yeah. I'm going to say maturity level. Some of my high school students can handle an AP course. They're that mature. No doubt. But many of them haven't learned how to drink from a fire hose yet. Mm-hmm. And AP is set up in such a way as to demand... There's no time for anything else. Right, you have to teach it in a certain way. And you don't have time to stop. No. That's the biggest problem I have with it. Right. Is you hit something. I taught AP uh, U.S. history for a number of years. Well, and you hit something that, that this particular group just isn't, I got to move on. Right. So then I'm shoving uh, uh, resources at them. Read this. Right. Watch this video. There's this helpful series on Discover or whatever. You know, and that's yeah. not teaching in the same way. I mean, it's use, that's, that's what would happen to you in college. Yeah. But that's because a college student would be much more of an autodidact than a, than a junior. 
Well, and and we've we've drifted, right? That what wisdom are you cultivating? Yeah. What virtue are you cultivating? Yeah. Um, the virtue of diligence. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's something. I like. I'm not unsympathetic to uh, hard work in the classroom. Um, you know, there there there's something there, but yeah, by and large, um, it gets pretty tough to course correct, right? If yeah. there if there is no room, um. Well, that old movie about, about Jaime Escalante, who was doing AP Cal yeah, in yeah, the barrios right. of Los Angeles, what does he do? He goes to he volunteer. Well, but he goes to he goes to volunteer time. You're going to have to come in early before school. Exactly. We're going to work on Saturdays. This this AP curriculum has he will conquer it. He he believes that these kids need to see that they can do college work because most of them just didn't have any faith in themselves to be able to do it. Right. I applaud. The extra effort, but it back That's to your stressor, back to your your anxiety and your stress. Mm-hmm. D- does a does a tenth eleventh grader need to be trying to perform at the same level as somebody a couple years ahead of him? Mm. Um, it, it's a, it's a question, and and but if you find yourself in in a situation where you can't deal with a student who doesn't get it. There's some sort of a st- systemic problem there. Mm-hmm. I think you need to pull your admin into, or if you're, you're in homeschool, you, you you are the admin, right? But um, but but in a school setting, you've got to be talking to somebody because you care. Yep. Right. I I'm very uncomfortable leaving a child or this portion of my class in the dust. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you want me to get to X, Y, and Z, but what if I do half of X? all of Y, and as much Z as we can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what, 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 how can we get it to where it's real education and not just sort of an act? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm continually, I think the lesson that I'm, I've learned this year in my teaching is margin. Mm-hmm. You've got to have, yep. you got to have margin. Yeah, well, back you, to the Back to the farming principles as a put. There's no margin yeah. in a factory. Exactly. In fact, margin is waste. Like, dude, what is it? The rush of everything to waste. Yep. Right? We And uh, so to, to plow up those, uh, take out those fences, right? And plow everything. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. It's a... And then scratch your head as to... Run off. In, in, well, in the farm, right? why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. It's not getting it. <laughs> right. Right. And in education, it's exact same. I, I'm, I've, I've streamlined, I've pushed, I've rushed, I've, I've, I've done everything right and they're not getting it. And, and I think, I think margins is a bit, that's a, that's a whole podcast. Yeah. Um, what is meant by margins and what, what, what's going back to that farm analogy and, and yeah. this mysterious thing. That if you farm right up to the edge of everything, you won't have as good a crops as leaving margins yeah. between your crops. It's just I know it's it's, the, a, it's a, a bizarre and beautiful thing. It is. It's it's Barry, uh, Wendell Berry. Yeah. It's uh, Peeper. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's 
you know, the Hebrew scriptures uh, where God uh, tells uh, his people to leave the corners of the field. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot there. So, well, I think uh, as usual, we... Um, we still don't identified <laughs> some problems, uh, offered a few solutions, yep. and and had some good questions along the way. Um, I'll be thinking on these. And and listener, please join in the conversation. Make comments. We we love it when you do. Balls. Balls.